It's the chi. Just, you know, reaching through the ghostly yeah. with their chi internet powers and <laughs> fixing our podcast. Oh my god, I wish a robot dog was putting everything together for us. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, that would be so sweet. And not like an Ibo, while I do enjoy Ibos, but like, no, just a chi. <laughs> just we have a friendly yeah. one that we can call, like the kids call when they're in trouble. <laughs> Not related to the plot of this book, but every time, every time Eric the Chief spoke in this book, every single mm-hmm. time he was like, by the way, I'm really old. <laughs> like, every line. Yeah. Like, he was also very kind to Cassie, so I forgave and he him. Did, but he I was did, like, you know, gamble axe, swindle axe out of a million and dollars, <laughs> which I also enjoyed. But you're right, every other word was like, oh, back when I was working on the pyramids. Yeah, he was like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm super old. (laughs) No, I'm just one of you teens, but also, I'm ancient, (laughs) decrepit, and a crypt keeper. The man who plays my father was a doctor in the 1500s, so he doesn't really know anything about medicine. (laughs) Like, you you guys have had hundreds of years to, like, brush up on this There must be at at least one chi doctor, right? Like, someone when assigning out roles, why would that not seem to be important? It seems like that she would want to help yeah, people, that's right? Their so whole, oh, maybe they... When you learn, like, basic first aid? Maybe date? it's legit. They can't cut into human bodies. Is it too close? Maybe that gets read I as violence. I think that's violence. what this book... Right, because... I think that's what this book was trying to yeah, argue. because he couldn't do but brain I was surgery. Like, I also feel like the pimolates are probably sophisticated enough that they could have had a better trigger than, like, you know, physical harm to a yeah. body. Like, there must be self... Oh, but they don't get to do self-defense, right? That's the whole deal. But, like, okay, in this book, Axe, they're afraid Axe, while he's delirious, is going to, like, wander off. And they're like, oh, Eric the Chi wouldn't be able to stop him. And I'm like, that's not... Can't he just... Can't he just hug right? him? Like, like a big do, snuggle. Like, a big, hard like, dog snuggle. Like, when, <laughs> like when, a, like when a little kid is throwing a tantrum, and you just kind of, like, grab them and just sort of gently hold them until they relax. Yeah, yeah like a weighted I mean, blanket, I assume but a person. I've never... I've never picked up a child, but I'm assuming that's something you do. <laughs> like I said, as I started that analogy, I was like, I don't know if this is a real huh. thing, but it seems like a real thing. I've never been a parent. I've been a big I mean, I do it with my cat. Over. Okay. Well, then it's fine. It translates to Axe. He's an alien. He's basically a cat prince. Yeah. Um, yeah so maybe boy. we should give folks some context for why Axe was delirious <laughs> and Eric the Chi got called in to help. Or not. I mean, we didn't really get Ooh. much, so... This is a wild it ride. It was. I say, you know, I feel like I've overused emotional roller coaster to the point that it's meaningless. Yeah. Like, but if ever there were a book like, that deserved that description, it's this one. I mean, it's like we're now trapped in a theme park. Every book. Oh my god, this is a sim. <laughs> is a new roller coaster tycoon, except someone took all the exits <laughs> off. And now yeah, we're just here forever. It's like, like, you know how there are all those think pieces where it's like, what if we're living inside a simulation? Mm. I think we, the two of us with this podcast, are living inside Roller Coaster Tycoon <laughs> of emotions. Emotional Roller Coaster Tycoon 2K17. That's Morph Club's <laughs> subtitle. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. This book, I forgot a whole, like, there's a bunch of stuff I forgot about because there's a bunch of things happening. It's a Cassie book, and Cassie is super good in it. 
I, yeah, it started I out, I a, forgot about the high school musical opening, so that was a fun yeah, surprise. It's so but good. But I also forgot about the alien brain appendicitis, which was not so good. Oh, real not bad. Not so great. Real rough. I would award it like five Makes Mr. Me... Yucks out of five. Like, I don't understand how Andalites are alive. <laughs> and like... Like, there's so many things that could go wrong with them, and they don't tell anyone that, like, hey, I might have appendicitis, and it's in my brain. So good luck figuring out where that is Mm -hmm. and getting that out. Also, it's contagious for you. You might get the flu from me. That was actually the most jarring part. Yeah, right? Like, how is this? It's a, it's a gland in your brain that con- collects disease organisms, which is also the most, like, garbage science I've heard in a minute. Or not, yeah. not that that's garbage science, but hearing him call it disease organisms was like, do you mean bacteria? Yeah. You can just say bacteria. I mean, I guess he was delirious. That's fair. I should give him but... some slack for that. I mean, like, the real appendix... I don't know what it does. I'm not. I'm also not a doctor. (laughs) I know that when it bursts, it's very bad, and you can get sepsis. But I don't know how him having getting sick from the gland in his head would make everyone else get sick. Right? Is he just giving off really bad thought vibes, and it's like totally psychosomatic? Because that's a real bad psychosomatic flu. If so, and I feel like if I caught an alien flu, it wouldn't just. Give me regular right. flu. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't just be at home barfing for yeah. a day and then being like, ah, ha, ha, man, my mom, will, it, my mom was so annoying my mom took when such I had good the flu. Care of me. It sucked real bad. Yeah. Man, being a teen as is they... hard. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, a lot of teen suffering, a lot of teen sniffling, which I did appreciate yeah. because I was sick like the week before I read this. I was like, oh, teens, I share yeah. your pain in this one aspect of your lives. Yeah, I did I did actually like that they were just like dealing with a normal like just like oh everybody caught the same cold because it just goes around. Like yeah. that, like that was kind of that was that kind was of great. Cute. That but... was cute. The dance was amazing. If we could just like oh lift God. those parts of this book up and rescue oh them God. in like a home for wayward teens somewhere, yeah. I would be all about it. <laughs> yeah, because this book opens with Cassie and Rachel in the school cafeteria. And Rachel's like, hey, listen to what Brittany over there is uh-huh. saying. Um, and Brittany wants to see if Jake will take her to the school dance. Because Jake got Cassie's hot, like, apparently. Yeah, apparently. And Cassie's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and then Rachel's just like, hey, Brittany, that's Cassie's man, and you can't have him, and we're going to go over there and sit with him now. And then she drags Cassie over, and she's like, Oh my god, Cassie, you and Jake are so gross, but I'm going to, like, set you guys up. (laughs) That was so good. That was very, very charmingly written, like, well-meaning best friend who, like, will stomp all over your shyness to help you get what you need. It was very cute, because she, like, literally drags Cassie over to Jake's Mm -hmm. table and goes, Jake, we're all going to the dance tomorrow, or on Thursday, and you're taking Cassie. Deal with it. That's what's happening. Jake's, Jake's like, initially hesitant and then, like, you know what? Yeah, I am. I am going to take Cassie to the dance. We do need this very badly. 
He definitely like like a cartoon turns red, like um like a like a thermometer cup being filled. Yeah. yeah, like a thermometer or like a coffee cup being, being filled. filled. That works too. <laughs> being filled. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then Marco's like, "Wait, we're just gonna go to the dance? Like, like that just means something terrible is gonna happen? Because that's what happens every time we do something fun." And I was like. Yeah, as the reader of this book, I know you're right. Smash cut to Thursday. <laughs> it's the dance. It's a middle it's school a middle, dance. I've never, okay, awkward. I never went to I a never middle went. school dance or a high school dance I, until prom. Did you? Oh, no. I, in middle school, I was like, that sounds dumb. I'm not going to the, like, canteens or whatever they mm-hmm. were called. The sock in high school, perhaps? we didn't really have I forget what they're... And then, like, in high school, I don't remember if we even had any. <laughs> so, I was not there. But I'm assuming it was as awkward as it is in this yeah, book. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm willing to believe it is. If you have stories about your middle school dances where children turn into animals, we'd love to hear about them. Okay. So, we're at the dance. We're at the dance. We're having a great time. I skipped right over... There's a chunk of Cassie's intro monologue where she's talking about like my friends think I'm nice but I'm not that nice oh, yeah. which I both appreciated as you know Cassie does have a lot more depth to her and that was a nice pushback against Marco's read of her mm-hmm. as just like an animal lover tree hugger who doesn't have nuanced morality when she super does but I also I don't know I feel like the older I get the less I care about being nice and the more I care about like being kind and thoughtful is a very separate thing from being perceived as like nice. Um, so I don't know. I appreciated that she was pushing back against that a little bit too. She does look real nice though. Cause Rachel dressed her up for the dance. Yeah. Even though she usually has bird poop on her jeans today, she is made over by I Rachel am, forcibly. Yeah, I appreciate the smash cut from Marco saying what could possibly go wrong straight to yes. where we are at the dance, but where's my makeover scene, you guys? Yeah, I love those. Just, like, get rid of the eel adventure. Yes. And just oh, God, we're just gonna, we're gonna skip over scene. that in approximately two seconds when we get to it. Yeah. I don't care about the eel adventure at all. Because it, it was I'm, perhaps eel-fated. Eel-thought out. Eel-fated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but the dance was real fun for the 10 seconds before it went Mm -hmm. wrong. Like, let's really, let's paint a picture of how all the wonderful things that were happening. And then let's just live in this picture for a minute before we have to step out of it into the real world. This is, like, this is my center of calm, is this school dance, (laughs) these awkward teens. There's chips and dip. There's teacher chaperones. I think there were maybe gummy worms on the table, or there was, like, some weird snack. They were, like, poorly thought (laughs) but, um, there's, uh, awkward teens, and then our fave awkward teens. Yes, which includes, as we said, Cassie in a wonderful outfit that Rachel picked out that we did not get to hear the details of, but I just, I have a lot of images, and they're all good. Yeah. I was, I definitely Google image searched limited to, like, just as a, like, nostalgic feeling, so I was like, that's what I would have worn at the time I was reading these books. Um, it would have been very, very sparkly and ugly. Um, so, yeah, Cassie's all done up. Axe and Tobias are both there. And they're they somehow are allowed yeah. in. Right, not great yeah, security, is... right? Like, neither of them, I guess Axe is still Jake's cousin from out of town, but <laughs> Tobias, like, dropped out of school a year He's... ago? 
And nobody recognizes him. I mean, good for him that no one recognizes him, but also, like, that's <laughs> really... It's, it's been less than a school year. Yeah. It's been a... It's been five months, maybe. Right. And the uh, part of that but, part of that explanation is great, is that, like, he's not carrying himself like a bullied, like, yeah. shrunken on himself kid anymore. But the other half is, like, and also he's forgotten how to make human expressions. So people are a little <laughs> freaked out by that when they do look at him. Yeah, he's, he's like, unconsciously doing, like, a power yeah. move of not having <laughs> an expression. Yeah. <laughs> This is what they teach um, so you in the like, Power Poses book, is wipe all human emotion and the memory of yeah. joy from your mind, and only then yeah. can you truly be free. Just pretend your face is a bird Just face. Just be a hawk, yeah. <laughs> be a hawk. Um, so yeah, Axon, Tobias, like, they're, like, girls checking them out. Yes. And, like, Rachel had, like, a really cute, like, she and Tobias were, like, joking about it in a way that was, like, really adorable. It was adorable. so good. Oh, we, wait, it we was, know, like, really cool. We know that Cassie and Jake have only ever kissed that one time on the alien babies. planet. Because they're, they're, like, they're, like, 12. Yeah. And they're also, like, almost dying every right. week. <laughs> but they're so cute. And, the, and, and Cassie's, like, not that I didn't want to kiss him yeah, again. It's but so good. we only did the one time. Like, they're, they're so cute. Like, I just want them to be happy. <laughs> That's all um, I've ever wanted. Anyway, this ten pages was like this was a perfect little chunk of fan fiction. It was very, I was very cute. happy. They even they even dance, yeah. and Jake is like, "I dance like a lumberjack," <laughs> and then Marco's like, "Yeah, you dance really super bad." And then Cassie's like, "I don't care." And then they have like a cute it's dance, really and it's adorable. Uh, over on the side, Marco <sighs> is trying to explain to Axe what being checked out means, <laughs> which is also great. That's my, that's he's, still yeah, my he, ship. There's still my ship. Oh, oh, absolutely. And he's telling, he's telling Axe, like, oh, she's checking you out. And Axe is like, what does this uh-huh. mean? Um, and Marco is like, she wants your body? <laughs> Which Axe really latches yeah, on to. and you know, I guess, like, if you have no context for idioms, which we know Axe does yeah. not, that's, yeah, that's pretty spook. That's a little scary. Yeah, because, like, she comes over and is like, hey, do you want to dance? And Axe is like, we can dance, but you cannot have a body. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, Axe, you beautiful soul. It was soul. so good. That sustained me Cherish for the entire you. rest of this book. Uh, and then everything's so beautiful. Axe goes off to Cassie's... get a snack to, like, soothe his yeah. broken, his not real broken heart. He's fine. This yeah. girl is torn up, but he doesn't care. Yeah. Someone's got to loose him on those snacks. <laughs> Cassie has a Cassie moment Jake... where she's, like, thinking through the taste. The way Axe enjoys tastes reminds me of Yerkes yeah. and the plight of Yerkes. Yeah. Which was, like, you know how yeah. sometimes on a show, like, the previously on is normally just a recap of, like, here's where the plot's at. And yeah. sometimes it's, like, previously on, Sheriff Jody Mills. Yeah. And you're, like, oh, okay, I know who's showing up in this episode. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're showing me all the times this one guest actor showed up and was, like, really intense, uh-huh. so I guess they're showing up yep. again. <laughs> so that's what this felt like. But also, she does turn into a Yerk on the cover, so I should have remembered yeah. that. Yeah. Well, Cassie also, like, in her opening narration is like, by the way, not all Yerks are evil. It's made me rethink some things. I'm concerned about the Yerks who aren't <laughs> evil. <laughs> but I know my friends yeah. aren't. Never mind. It'll be fine. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Um... Yeah, and so she's, like, thinking about that, and... And dancing. Then she, and then she looks over at Axe, and his head is throbbing with the beat. Yeah, but... 
There's something bad with not his in head. A good, not in a cool, like, access some rhythm way. No, it is in a, like, body horror, eye stalk popping out of human head way. <laughs> um, and he just, like, is not feeling, he, he's delirious is the word they keep using in this yeah. book. Um, so they have to, like, like, Rachel has to run out, grab Marco's flannel shirt, which he's wearing to the school yes, dance. Do. Um, put that over Axe's head in a way that is described as fashionable, but I don't know how the heck, like, <laughs> I do not wrapping buy a shirt it. around a boy's head would be fashionable. Maybe, like, Cassie doesn't know. That's true. Cassie's like, it looks okay oh, to really me. Oh, I really like that. That's much better, is right. Cassie's narrator, so to her, it's like, well, Rachel does it, and I trust her, so it must be fashion forward. Yeah, that's what fashion is, mm-hmm. I guess. Sometimes fashion is just um, two dads with a bandana around their heads. It's fine. Yeah. So, so they're like, oh, we have to, we have to, like, get Axe out of here. He's on, he's, like, uncontrollably demorphing. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, dragging him across the floor. Right, there's a great and... mental image of, like, five kids surrounding their, like, probably just had too much punch friend and, like, slowly <laughs> trying to escort him off the dance floor while being as chill as it is possible to be as you're trying to escort your friend off the dance floor. Yeah, I'm like, of course, like, Chapman's there, and some other chaperones are there, and they're, like, trying to think of, like, what's the way we can get out without being caught, because I guess they're middle right. schoolers, they can't they just can't decide leave to leave. They can't dance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they're trapped until their parents pick them up. <laughs> uh, so they're like, okay, we can split up. The girls' room isn't monitored. <laughs> And, like, the the boys can go out through the gym, so we've got to split up, and, like, they, they have a whole plan to get out. But then, of course, it's thwarted by Chapman walking towards them, and they're freaking mm-hmm. out. And also, the girl um, who hit on Axe appears again. <laughs> so he screams, she wants my body, and runs straight into Chapman and the other teacher standing at middle school guard with Chapman. <laughs> yeah, so this other teacher, Mr. Tidwell, who has a ridiculous yep. name... Apologies if this is your last <laughs> name, um, but I had never heard of this name before, is suddenly there and he's suddenly taking Cassie aside while going like, oh, I know this student. I'll, I'll take care of it. I think he needs this medication. And so Chapman wanders off. So, of course, all the Animorphs are like, oh, who is, what's going on? Um, so Mr. Tidwell takes Cassie aside and is going like, I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I know everything about you. I know about the Animorphs. I know that you're the Animorphs. Um, I'm a controller, but I'm a good controller. I'm part of the Yurk Peace I know Aftran. Yeah. yeah. I know Aftran. She's in trouble. Mm-hmm. You have to save her. Um, I So the initial reason that Aftran's trouble is delayed is one of my favorite things in this book. And so mm-hmm. Aftran, we learn, is being held prisoner. She's slated for interrogation. We don't know exactly when the interrogation is going to happen because Visser 3 is away at a seminar? Yeah, um, a reintroduction seminar, which I'm assuming is just, like, a bunch of Visser's, yeah, like... but it's like a Scientology meeting, right? Like, they yeah. have a business meeting that they all have to yeah. go to because they're so obsessed with, you know, their administrative progress. <laughs> like, oh, we're almost at the was... sixth circle of science. Yeah. I was also definitely imagining, like, just a bunch of Vissers in a room all trying to, like, politely one-up yes. each other, like, in that, like, corporate, like, oh, well, my quarterly 
goals where this many <laughs> also my stocks are doing like like just like in whatever the equivalent for right. this it's, it's is. i got three good job stickers today how many did you get on your yeah. chore chart you know yeah i mean you know visser three was up there going check out this like i got this cool eyeball more <laughs> Um, I bet you're jealous that I can turn into an eyeball with tentacles. Oh, am I 500 feet long and breathing fire again? Sorry, that just happens sometimes. Hey, it's just so great having an Andalite body. Like, I don't know about you, like, just a human, but it's pretty great for Mm me. Um, Drinking whatever coffee your body's Candrona juice. Yeah, Candrona juice. It's specially packaged. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I love how, like, corporate and, like, boring, like, I love that the Yurks are just, like, really obsessed with levels. Right, and I'm sure you could make, like, a serious point about the banality of evil here, but I don't care about that Mm. right now. What I care about is this is funny as hell, and I love it. Yeah. I care about fun. That's what I care about. That's what I come to these books for. I get enough of the rest and the rest of my real human life. I am here for fun, I say, as I read a book in which, like, oh a teen God. has to do brain surgery. Yeah, I sent and... I sent you, like, a series of texts that started out like, hey, I'm so glad there's a school dance in this book. And then five pages later, oh, Axe might be dying. I guess yeah. Cassie has to do brain surgery on him. And of course, was a mistake. Yeah, oh boy. Oh boy. So... So Cassie, Cassie's mission is to go save Aftrin mm-hmm. before Visser 3 gets home. Um, and they also have to figure out what's up with Axe. So they take, they all get, like, get out of there. I like that Tobias they is take, so concerned about his sick uncle. Yeah. That was really sweet. Yeah. He, like, because they're short, mm-hmm. short, but also their family. Yeah, it's oh, so good. Means family. <laughs> family means uh, passing out, running into a rafter, trying to save yeah. your sick uncle. Um. So they they drag him. They drag Axe over to the barn. Um. They ask him what's wrong, and he says, "Oh God, yam foot." Yep. But I can't tell if that was just him. Like, I don't know if that's what it's called or if that was him mumbling and them trying to figure out he was, like, thought-speaking at Me neither, but either way, Um, it works. But yeah, it turns out his appendix is in his brain and it's going to burst if his fever goes down. (laughs) Well, essentially, they needed a way to incorporate the phrase crisis point. So when his fever, when his temperature gets back to normal, that's when he hits crisis point and you have to take the appendix out or else he'll die. Yeah. It was like, it was like your gigapet oh, no. <laughs> needs to be checked on, like when this when meter goes down. When it has three poops on screen, yeah, and the poops not, all vanish, that's when you need to be really but, worried. Yeah, but like not any point before no. the crisis point, you should <laughs> it's not. It's a quick time event. Though, this is a quick time event of Animorphs. Yeah. I just processed you that. To, you have to hit it at the right yeah. point, so like... This goes, I mean, maybe Andalites, this is how they sure. work. It's like, <laughs> oh, your bone's broken. Should we, like, put it in a cast? Like, no, you have to wait until it's super bad. You have to wait till the worst moment. That's the only yeah. time you can fix it. <laughs> Otherwise, you die. Oh, animorphs, like, oh, ed- Andalites are edgelords, and I hate that. I'm not into it. How are they? How did they survive as long as a species? <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, we have appendices. 
and like we've made it a decent we humans have like made it a decent yeah. point with an organ hanging out that can just kill us when it messes up yeah but at least that's not behind your skull that's true. like it's just all up in their brain yep. you have to like get through the like that was actually the part that was throwing me off i, I was like those kids are gonna have to open up yep. his head they gotta <laughs> cut out a chunk of his bonkers. skull and get in there and and it's contagious which i keep forgetting but wait if appendicitis <gasps> I, were contagious i don't think we would have survived like honestly it would have made more sense to me if the kids had gotten sick first from an earth cold and then the earth Caused cold the, had started yeah. off axes yep. and that would be like oh his system couldn't handle it it messed with his tria uh-huh. glands <laughs> Tria Glant. Tria Tria was a great restaurant in Philly, so that's what I was thinking about every time we hear about (laughs) Axe's terrible illness. Tria is also a marker brand. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Oh, well, there we go. Those are the two things I think about: are the restaurant that had really good cheese and also markers. Ooh, cheese. So Um, they're all tucking Axe gently into his barn bed. Cassie says, "Bless your baby bones" to him, which was very sweet. Oh my god. And then she's thinking about how, like, when she's sick, she always wants, like, she always, like, wants her yeah. mom. And, like, there's a heartbreaking moment where she realizes Axe probably wants that, too, but his mom is, like, light years away. And oh, at least, like, Cassie is such a good team mom in she this is. book. I mean, she's terrified the whole yes. time, but she's so sweet to everyone. Yeah. But also, like, she's good at being the stern mom who tells people what oh, to do, which is also great. Oh, I know, which is also great. Tobias, that was so good. Yeah. This was such a and contrast to, to her last, because the last Cassie book was Ghostwritten 2, right? That was the, the Helmicrons one? Or was that not Ghostwritten? I don't remember. Oh, man, me neither. I should have looked that up beforehand. But this was such a, a narrative, a narration shift for her. And I, yeah. I dug it. I'm just glad that she's, like, getting it. to work through some things. And I know some people have mentioned later in the ghostwritten books, Cassie goes, like, or Cassie's character goes off the rails. But I was glad she mm. got to wrestle with some stuff in this one. I liked it. Yeah, I think I think this book also, like, it, it, it was more successful because it was really focused yeah. on her. Like, there wasn't as much, like, oh, we have to, like, get in all the characters and all of their character traits like because cassie was doing almost everything like they they got a good handle like she felt right to me in Mm -hmm. this book like where she is like after everything that's happened to her so far like she felt like oh this feels right for her that she would be like some of the exposition about what she was thinking about was super clunky but but this didn't feel but i was like this didn't feel like a reductive like cassie only has one character trait so that's what we're gonna harp on mm -hmm. so maybe it was because they had the room to explore it more because everyone else was out of commission but i i like it. <laughs> it was it was just oh boy so so poor baby axe has to like stay in the barn for the night mm-hmm. um and they have to go get eric the chi to come over and project a hologram so that cassie's dad won't find mm-hmm. him i do like that they got to call um, eric for help for once in their yeah. miserable lives it's like here's <laughs> something you can actually do instead of just showing up and delivering a mission to us yeah I mean, Eric even walked in, put a lampshade oh, yeah. on his head, and was like, aren't I usually the one who gives you guys yeah. bad news? Here I am, dog ex machina. Uh, no, no, that's, yeah, I mean, that's accurate, but it's fine. Oh, he, he is the dog in the machine. Yep. So, um, and then they're also, like, debriefing about what Mr. Tidwell oh, told right. Cassie. Right. So they decide we gotta leave Axe here, we have to deal with Aftran right now. And then there's the eel yeah. side mission, which I'm tempted to just oh skip. God. Can we just 
I mean, all you need to know is that they're like, okay, gotta get into the yerk pool. How do we get into the yerk pool? And Margo's like, what if we go in through the toilet? I bet they have toilets there. And Eric's like, yeah, they have toilets. <laughs> um, and then Tobias is like, sometimes I eat eels that are by the, like, the bait sure. shop. We can get some eels. He grabs one, brings it over. It's never explained what happens to it after they acquire oh, no. it, so I'm assuming he, he snacks I'm sure he on eats it. it. Drops it in the bar and it's fine. I mean, let him, let the boy yeah. snack. Let him have a nice um, slippery, zappy snack. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't, there's they like go a, to an a water of the tower. with eels that scares Oh, yeah. Me. Anyway. Yeah, that does not sound good. Um, it was scary. So they go in a water mm-hmm. tower. They morph eels. They flush themselves, essentially. They just, like, follow, yeah. like, very convoluted directions from Eric the Chi. They're supposed to remember, like, a yeah. hundred turns to get to the Yerk pool. Yeah. But halfway there, Jake bangs into a wall, nearly dies as an eel forever. They manage to save him, but it quickly becomes apparent that he is also delirious. Yeah. He's also sick. They have to find a way to get out of the water. They do. Before they, like, yeah, before they, like, explode through. They do. <laughs> They come out through a fire into hose. Into a house that's sh- literally on fire. Yeah, into a burning house. They demorph and fly out as yep. birds. Um, And this is not... Like, this is just, like, the middle action. Yeah. Like, this is not... Imp- like, it... I, for- I forgot about the burning house Me part too. when I was remembering what happened in this book. When I was, like, writing down my notes. So I was like can't believe this is just in yep. there yep <laughs> like, it's like yeah that's that is like a little on the nose for where we're at just in our lives right now as we literally like we thought we made it out of the frying pan and we're into a house on fire um but yeah um, so that was i did was like the water treading of this book what did you like about yeah. this section what's salvageable i did like that when they started they're trying to remember all the turns and cassie's going it feels weird to be doing this without axe and also he would be able to remember yeah. all of this like they're like, that was nice because it was, like, a nice, like, moment of, like, oh, it feels weird that he's not here. Like, she forgot. Like, when they're passing the eel around, she's like, it feels like someone, oh, it's Axe. That's who didn't mm-hmm. do it. Um, so that part was nice. The rest of the eel adventure was just, like, gotta fill up the yeah. pages. Also, eels are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> they bite each other. Um, yeah, so they decide not to go in through the, well, they're, they're like, okay, well, we'll bring jake home and then we'll do the toilet thing tomorrow <laughs> so marco and cassie walk jake home marco spends the entire they time carry oh my god home. you're right i forgot that's <laughs> so much better how could i forget yeah they carry big jake oh. home the two i'm assuming shortest members yeah of no the i team. think that's a safe bet um and as they are carrying him gently home on a litter of hope and dreams marco spends the whole time <laughs> so going through a litany of every word for vomit that he knows <laughs> yeah don't know no. why but that seems i was like like earlier in the book rachel's playing um that desert island game of like who would you rather be stuck okay, on a- time out time out is this a thing because my interpretation of it was like an adult mixed up the game's uh bang marry kill and like you can only bring three things to a desert island what do you bring and somehow landed on this game, which is, which of I, these two people would you rather be stuck on a desert island with? Is this a real thing, though? Did you do this? Is this your fault? <laughs> you know, I did not question it when I was reading it. But I have never, I, like, I it's not something I have ever known anyone to no, do. No, me neither. <laughs> 
But um, Rachel's game was you pick two annoying people and decide who you would rather be with. So she 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 is she picks Marco and Baby Spice. Why you have to, don't be um, so hard? Which on Which I was like, I feel like I have to defend Baby <laughs> Spice right now. But I decided. I guess it makes sense that Rachel would like have an irrational. Yeah. Like it's not just an adult writing this book. It might also be that she would dislike her. Yeah. And but also like anyway, all Marco. Can, yeah. Or if this is basing a lot on my own experience but i feel like a lot of a lot of teens who are tough ladies have some internalized misogyny they're dealing with and it comes out they're yeah. like oh baby spice whatever gross yeah no i was like that makes sense yeah. to me um anyway marco is canonically yes. annoying true <laughs> cannot dispute this so he readily admits it we experience it with this bar flitney um so they bring poor jake home we find out later that then Marco and Cassie take turns monitoring him all night to make sure he doesn't, like, mumble anything that Tom could hear, which is, like, they're such good teammates, but also I'm so concerned for yeah, them. Yeah, they have no sleep. They spent... They like, no, no wonder Marco There's... got sick. Oh, spoilers. Yeah. All the kids get sick. Sorry. Everyone except yeah, Cassie of course. gets the of terrible course. alien flu. It's never explained why Cassie doesn't Strength get sick. Also, well. I was expecting her... I was expecting her to get sick at the end, like, it'd be like, oh, and then I would have Right, the and they all and... took care of me, but no. You know what, I bet it is, no. I bet it's that her immune system has gotten so tough from all her time mucking out stalls and cleaning up bird poop mm. that, like, nothing phases her. That's true. She has, like, a powerful immune mm-hmm. system. So, the next day at school, um, Cassie's looking for Rachel, and she's not there, so she calls her house and her mom is like rachel's been up all night barfing so she's sick dun, dun, um dun. so cassie's like it's it's just me and marco now <laughs> um, which i did like I, I like i liked her and marco having some moments in yeah. this book because i don't know if i i don't think of them as talking that right. often they were, but... kinda, they were thrown together on the helmicron ship but that was more like we yeah. have to survive unless we have a moment to joke it's kind of nice, though. I, like, I like, like, they both care a lot about yeah. Jake, which yeah, that is kind was of, cute. like, it's, like, it's just, like, it's nice that they, they don't seem like they would have anything in common, but then they, they get along pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked when Marco was, like, well, it's just the two of us, so I guess I'm in charge. So, Cassie, what do you, <laughs> like, what's your plan? It was really good, yeah. It was really cute. Oh. Um, but, of course, as they're walking and they're trying to figure out, like, what to do, Marco, like, stops and barfs, because he's also yeah. sick. Um, like, there wasn't even a moment where they started the plan together. It was immediately, Marco's also sick. <laughs> Good luck, Cassie! Right. Oh, there was, she starts um, to talk through, like, how else am I going to get into the yerk pool? I have this wacky mm-hmm. idea, maybe I can morph a yerk. Which is when Marco turns aside and throws up, which yeah. is great comic yeah. timing, as always. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so good! But then he, like, he looks her dead in the eyes, like this glassy-eyed, horrible-looking sick teen, and is like, what if you pull it off? And then yeah. that sets Cassie off on a whole spiral of, like, Oh my god, I didn't think about this, but yeah, Aftran will die without a Candrona. Like, even if I save her, I'm condemning her to, like, a very short and miserable life as an eyeless slug. Well, that's Cassie the narrator, because, like, it's like the ominous foreshadowing of, like, I didn't think about it, but Marco was right. (laughs) So, like, be be, be afraid, children, things will be terrible. Um, Next up on Animorphs. Uh, then we get, oh, my favorite, my favorite Eric scene in the book is next, which is Cassie goes back to the barn to check in on Axe's crisis point. Um, 
And she finds Eric just sitting in the stall with Axe playing rock, paper, scissors with him for fake money. <laughs> Which I've never played rock, paper, scissors no, for money. I mean, I guess you can gamble on like... anything, right? If there aren't any horse races around, you're going to find something. Like, maybe this is how that she have money to, like, live. Like, they just Wait, they run a high-end rock, paper, scissors opera? Oh, no, they're con men. I understand now. That makes more sense. Like, they could probably count cards without being obvious about counting. Like, they probably go to casinos all the time and different holograms and... Okay, well, now I want I... a Chi heist movie. So that's what I'm going to be thinking oh about for the rest of this call. Oh, my God, please. Yeah. Ocean's 14. Uh-huh. The Chi. <laughs> Ocean's BC 14, the ancient chief. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, <laughs> so poor Axe it owes Eric a million dollars. But he's not doing well. His crisis point has not been hit but yet. He's like, but it's like sitting up with a sick baby or, like, you're a sick sibling, yeah. and it was really sweet and sad. Yeah, and it's like he's not, like, he, he seems like he's... Like, kind of still there, but then he's still feverish yeah. and out of it. Um, poor Axe. So Cassie's so, trying to prep for, I should look up where all my vet tools are. Oh my god, oh my I might god. have to do brain surgery on my friend. What kind of <laughs> saw do you use? Is this giant yeah, saw oh my god. okay? The part where she's, like, contemplating, like, how would I even get into his skull? I probably don't have to cut the whole thing open. I don't know if this, like, it's it's so intense. And I kind of liked that she was really... It makes sense that she would be really like, okay, I just have to think it through because, like, she works with right. animals. She has to do, like, she says herself, like, she has seen or done, like, much lower stakes, um, like, animal surgery. But, like, this is pre-surgery. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she, like, tells her mom, like, I need some books on brain on animal brain surgery because of a paper uh-huh. I'm writing. And her mom, no questions asked, gives her some books. She's like, oh, this one's good. Um, but then poor Cassie has a moment of guilt where she's thinking about, like, like how she doesn't want to lie to her oh. mom. And, like, she's looking at, like, the mug she has. Like, there's, like, a really cute moment where she's thinking about, like, oh, on the mug is this family photo from this time we were, we were like, hanging out at the gardens and we make these jokes about mm-hmm. it. And it's it's so heartbreaking because, like, Cassie's such a good kid. And she's so guilty about this. So, but anyway, yeah, that was that was both very sweet and very sad. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. poor Cassie. So yeah, Cassie gets everything ready. So in case, like she has, like she's like, okay, the crisis point will be soon. But first, I have to right. go save Aftra. In the meantime, because... maybe Tobias can handle it. I'm just gonna leave Tobias here to watch. Yeah. like to watch over Axe's Shorm. Immediately, Tobias flies back into the barn and yeah. slams into a rafter and is clearly also yeah. <laughs> hideously sick with bird flu? Alien flu? Bird flu? Yeah. I do really appreciate that Cassie is just like, okay, I'll put him in a cage, make a fake uh-huh. chart, <laughs> so my dad will take uh-huh. care of him. It'll and be I, fine. I love that and Tobias like, is, like, giving her, like, giving her <laughs> junk, giving her guff about it, and she's just like, yeah. you know what? No. I have had enough. I'm dealing with Axe over here in a corner. I'm going to have to do brain surgery on him. I have to break into the air cool by myself. Hold your little birdie mouth shut. And Tobias is just like, yep, okay. Yeah. I love that they're all like, okay. Cassie yelled yep. at me. I will listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, no, mom's mad, and that never yeah. happens. Yeah, like, oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah, the thing we forgot to mention is that Mr. Tidwell showed up at Whoops. school and was like, hey, by the way, 
Mr. Thru's coming home early, so the plot is moving faster than the you seminar thought. Ended the stakes early. are being raised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she has to go rescue after and now. So she has a plan. So she goes and bikes over alone to Mr. Tidwell's house. And the whole time she's thinking about how scared she is. Um, but I was just so proud of her Me for being too, so brave. Our daughter. Yeah. <laughs> so she bikes over to Mr. Tidwell's house. Um, Mr. Tidwell and her talk about um, he he and Ilium, the yerk in his head, are working together. Mm-hmm. And so there's some interesting stuff about why he's comfortable acting doing, as a like host. he's like yeah. talking yeah which is really interesting like he's talking about like well like i lost my wife a little while ago i'm not sure how long ago and like i was heartbroken and the yerk like in my head was questioning things and they just they're working together now because like he's like this is like something good i can do and I like that they were like buddies. Me too. It was nice. yeah. No, I was glad we got to get because we <laughs> like Karen and Aftran's relationship was so different and so yeah. much more entirely a negative, entirely without consent thing. It was interesting to see a little more about like, okay, what would this model look like if it actually worked? Um, yeah, because like there's even a part where um, Ilium leaves Mr. Tidwell's head, and Mr. Tidwell is like, it always feels like, like it lonely. Feels yeah, like, lonely when he's not, like, and I was like, oh, that's kind of, that's kind of sweet yeah. in a weird way that they, like, are, like, that they have, like, it works right. for them <laughs> to do this. Um, I've been making a face for the past minute because while we were talking about the actual horrible tragedy of his dead wife, I remembered that the reason we know he still cares about his wife is that he sleeps with a photo of her on the pillow next oh, no. to him. <laughs> Which is awful and heartbreaking and terribly tragic and sad. But also, how is this the only yeah. way we know how to show that someone cares about somebody else? <laughs> there are other things you can and do. It's not all cinnamon buns. This is especially funny because this is not a visual no, medium. Like if we're like, like comics, if sure, was... animation, sure. But this is a book. It's cool. You can show us like Cassie's like if this in his a TV head. Show yeah. it would make sense. Yeah, but Cassie's in his head. You can talk through like I saw memories of like him and his his wife together, and they were so happy. But no, it's just him with a photo of her. Why? Like, oh, he put her sweater next to him on the bed because it reminded right, him or of like her. No, it smells like, he like puts... her. No, the only thing we can do is no. a visual. <laughs> he puts a framed photo next to him. <laughs> anyway, so, I'm going to work this into oh. every comic I ever make, so look out for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I, this is going to be the yep. new thing. This will be the new uh, fictional... It's, it's show uh, and tell. I will trope. both show and tell yeah. you how much I deeply care about this person who's no longer in my life, and I will show you with this photo yeah. of them. <laughs> Framed. <laughs> can't just... uh, a narrative, um, a figurative, and a literal one. Oh, this poor man. Yeah, so, yeah his life is not um, great. Sorry, Mr. Tidwell. Not great. But I, I do really like that him and Ilium are, like, buddies. Yeah. It's really nice. Um... So, Ilium hops out, they stick a yerk in a Ziploc bag of water, because apparently they can survive it's in fine. water for a little while. It's fine, don't worry about it. Cassie acquires Ilium so she can morph into a yerk. Mm-hmm. There's a truly terrible morphing sequence where she becomes a yerk. I didn't like it. I was like, 
Oh, it'll just be like the eel, right? It'll be the same thing over again, yeah. but it was worse. This was, like, one of the most horrific. Like, if I had to rank all of the morphing sequences, which would be an, a very long yeah. list, there are many, <laughs> this would be, like, up yeah, there. Yeah, I think so. Like, this was super... There's, like, m- mucus no, everywhere. No, I'm and, gonna like, have to cut you off, because I've done a really good job of blocking it out, and I cannot bring it back now, but yes, I agree, it is bad. It's very bad. So she, she morphs Yerk, um, and she... She experiences life as a Yerk, which is, like, everything is... Like, it's sort of like we saw, like, the Yerk point of view books in, um... Hork-Bajir Chronicles, right. and we've... We've seen, like, them talking to Yerks, and Yerks explaining to them, um, what it's like, but I think Cass- Cassie is experiencing it from a new level. Um, so it's like she goes into, um, Mr. Tidwell's head, and... It is explained to us how the Yerk fits in there, and it's, it's horrific. Not fun. <laughs> I didn't like it uh, at all. In the book, it's described as like silly putty. They like melt out into the brain. It's terrible. Um, very gross. So <laughs> she's in there, um, and she like has to rifle through his memories to remember how to control the mm-hmm. body, and it's just like a lot of like her learning about what it's like to be a yerk and like being able to see is like super joyful and like it was like really it was really cool yeah yeah (laughs) while that sequence was horrible i did like once she got past the like the painkiller and the flattening and the smushing yeah it was really well done yeah and it was like she like she was trying like it was like she's never been a yerk before so she's like fumbling around trying to figure out how to control this mm-hmm. body and she's accidentally going through the memories and she feels bad about it and this is kind of like what Ilium was describing like when he infested Mr. Tidwell he felt like guilty mm-hmm. after a while about like going into this person so she's like experiencing very fast almost the same <laughs> thing um but i liked I like, like, when she's, she, when she, Mr. Tidwell leaves, she, like, she describes, like, the symbiosis they have was kind of cool, yeah. where she's like, like, I didn't know how to drive, but he knew how to drive, so it was okay, because he was also, like, everything he knew, I also knew, and it was, it was just, like, a cool way of describing super gross silly putty yeah, brain. Yeah, and normally, when they're doing, when they're, like, <laughs> when they, when they animorph, when they're being animals, it's really, uh, the contrast between, like, her working with Mr. Tidwell versus the way they talk about, like, letting an animal brain take over um, was really interesting. And I guess most of that comes from, like, Mr. Tidwell's still there. Like, he's a sentient person, and she can talk to him and feel like she's actually being aided by another sentient being as opposed to just, like, I'm going to use this knowledge that's left over in this weird corpse clone. Yeah. And I also like that it seems like part of, like, the Yerk brain is, like, this... Like, the joy that they're yeah. feeling when they can see, like, that's, like, it's inherently part of them. It's not just, like, because I think before with Visser 3, it, it seemed like maybe it was just him who was so excited about this, like, and obsessed with it, because some of the other Yerks didn't really like being in a body. But, like, in in this Yerk, she's also experiencing that, like, like, because she was saying earlier in the book she would sometimes look at things and try to imagine, like, what if I couldn't what see if, this? Right. What if I was a Yerk? But she, like, even though she's looking at, like, the same thing, she doesn't experience it the way she does in this sequence, which was really interesting. Yeah. And it really, it paints um, Mr. 3 in an even worse light, right? Because if the if the <laughs> joy in seeing is universal, then what's different is really the degree to which he's willing to stomp all over the guilt. Yeah. 
Which, which I yeah, guess he talks definitely. about a little bit, like when he's, or he doesn't talk about, but we can see it come through when he's narrating. But um, this is another another yeah. nail in his coffin. I guess it's also kind of like the um, the Andalites are their enemies. So like, if you infest your enemy, you're not as willing to kind of have sympathy. But I think because it's the humans that they're infesting, like humans aren't Andalites. Mm-hmm. I think in some ways they were saying they're kind of like Yerks and that they use people uh-huh. and stuff like that. Like, I feel like there might be something different in humanity that, like, the Yerks are more likely... Like, there is a Yerk peace movement. Maybe the Yerks are more likely to feel sympathy for these weird ape uh-huh. creatures they're in. Yeah, as a consequence of... Well, both as a consequence of, like, maybe there's some weird... This reminds us of Geds, because Geds are ape-like, mm-hmm. too, right? And as a consequence mm-hmm. of these are not our conquerors. Like, we can have room in our in yeah. our hearts and minds to project some actual theory of mind in there. Plus humans just want to snack yeah, and look at pretty guys, things. Guys, listen. Just like a yerk. This is the best way forward <laughs> for peace is share a cinnamon bun. Only applies to aliens though. Cannot guarantee it's effective yeah. anywhere else. Oh, I want a cinnamon bun. Okay, so <laughs> Mr. Tidwell drives her body over to the McDonald's. <laughs> They get a Happy Meal with extra happy, which means they go through the glee, the, bi- the scary biofilter, bio yeah, the zapper, go into the yerk pool. It's bad yeah. time, just a bad time in every way. <laughs> also, by the way, this whole time, Ilium the yerk oh, yeah. is in a Ziploc bag in Mr. Tidwell's Don't pocket. Don't worry about it. Oh, um, that's like having a like a so like, in there. That's really the yerk pool is terrible. There's like a bunch of screaming people. There's just, like, screaming people, there's voluntary controllers watching Full House, there's just yeah. bad, There's bad the time. They talk through the lines of, like, people waiting and the creepy horror of them waiting in complete silence, and then once the yerk drops out, yeah. it is just all of that horror released. Um, so they hop in line, Cassie hops in line with Mr. Tidwell um, to drop, like, the uninfestation, the de-infestation pier. Um, cause she knows Aftran's being held in the pool and she needs to get in there and find her. So Cassie still in Mr. Tidrell's head opens the Ziploc bag and does some sleight of hand to drop Liam into the pool. And then she slithers out herself. So then we get a fun sequence of Cassie as a yerk in the yerk pool looking for Aftran, but she doesn't know how to find Aftran because that's <laughs> just one yerk among many. Yeah. I I'm continually shocked by how huge the York pool yeah. is, even though it's. I think this has been multiple times. I'm like, it's so deep, but like she's able to like. Later on, she swims down below most of the year. Like it's right. huge. So, um, I did like that when she goes in. She was saying like, oh the. The Yerk, like, senses the other Yerks around and, like, feels like they're at home because there's a Candron arrays and there's other Yerks, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, but she, she's swimming and she finds, like, a metal box <laughs> attached to a post and she's like, I guess that's her address. Sure. Or, like, somebody's car keys just waiting under the wheel. Don't worry about it. But, yeah, so she finds the magical it's Yerk It's just, like, cage. a slug yeah. jail. <laughs> Some people just yeah, like I was just you can pour a ring like, of salt, or you can just put it in a box. It's fine. I was just imagining some poor controller picking up Aftran oh no. and like sticking her oh in a no. box. Like, 
Man, okay, somebody in the Facebook group brought up the excellent point that Yerks haven't been doing this for very long, so I keep jumping That's back true. to that That's and very thinking about, true. like, okay, maybe this is the first, like, one of the first three times they ever had to put somebody in Yerk jail, and, like, they don't have a better solution yeah. than, like, let's just put her in a box, it's fine. And you know what? It works. Like, if yeah. she's in there, she can't get if, out. I mean, if it weren't for those Andalite bandits, <laughs> it would be perfect. Oh. Um... So Cassie's like, oh, if only I had hands, I could open this box. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's trying to decide what to do. And she sees, like, a girl in the pier um, putting, like, releasing her yerk. Meanwhile, Visitor 3 shows up and starts monologuing loudly so she knows it's he's very there. good. Um, so she's thinking, like, he, and he, like, gets some controllers to go over and grab Aftrain immediately. So Cassie is in, like... She has to, like, she's in uh, full action mode, and she swims over really fast. By swimming really the fast, girl who's she, on the like, pier. inchworm squinches oh, yeah. through the water, because that's oh, how God, they like, swim. They, like, scrunch swim. It's mm-hmm. terrible. They're just all, all yep, gross. All bad. All, all bad, no gross. bones, would not morph again. Bad time. So she infests this girl, um... Realizes that this girl is a voluntary controller. Um, so she, the whole time she's like, I have to not, like, let anything, like, I have to make sure she doesn't hear anything right. from me about how I'm a human. Because we know it's partly a two-way street, right? Like, when Jake is infested, yeah. he knows a little bit about the yerk in his head. Um, so she's trying to, she's putting a lot of her focus into not doing anything other than, like, getting this child to run. Um, and then she literally just runs at Fister 3 and, like, knocks cool. him over. And it works because Fister 3 is not expecting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe the Andalites having weak arms is once again a plot point. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I so love good. that they're just, like, frail yeah. deer. Fragile <laughs> Except for princes. their powerful yeah. tail. Yeah, but everything else is They have just... a strong muscle tail <laughs> with a sharp blade. That's where all the muscles in And the rest of it is, went. like, fragile anime. Yeah. So, Cassie, in this young girl's body grabs Aftran out of Visser 3's incapable hands and just dives back into the <laughs> Yerk pool holding her. Yeah. Oh my god. And then, like, she loses Aftran in the pool and Cassie dives in. She's like, okay, I gotta morph. So she morphs into a human at the bottom of the pool, can't breathe, decides, I have to morph again while I, like, she gets a tiny bit of air, hears Visser 3 yelling to get, like, controllers, goes back down, decides to morph, morphs almost an owl, decides that's a bad idea. Morphs an osprey, uh-huh. hopes she can grab Aftran, flies out of the pool, manages to grab Somehow, Aftran, don't worry gets about shot it. at by Dracon beams. Mister Three yells at them. Mister <laughs> Three yells at the Hork Bajir that they are aiming terribly. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate. He turns that. toward the yeah. audience and goes, "Why don't you actually hit something?" <laughs> Um, um, so yeah, she's dodging Drake on beams, and then for the second, or like the third time in Animorphs history, the fate of the world is decided by someone landing a really good poop shot. It's just a long yeah. poop joke. Oh, oh, you've forgotten the part where Viscery turns into an eyeball <laughs> with acid tentacles. You know what? You're right, I did. And, and he starts like flailing around, and like hitting her a couple times, so like one of her wings is a little hurt, but she's okay. She flies off. She gets farther like, into the rafters mm-hmm. of the Yurk cave, there's one of those robot guys, which I forgot existed, and is trying to zap her. She poops <laughs> directly on the sensor. Because, once again, 
Gotta have some poop. Gotta serves, have I my guess. poop. Poop saves the day. The Unworth's motto. <laughs> I hate it. I hate that I said that. I'm so sorry. I hate it. <laughs> so she keeps flying, tries to get past the Gleet biofilter, realizes that it's gonna mess up her eyeballs. There's controllers yeah, coming, the and then minute, a lady yeah. goes through the door, uh-huh. and that means she can fly, but her eyes are bad. Everything's bad at this point. The There's nothing left but that's she's good. Alive still. She flies out of the McDonald's and somehow. She... Makes it back to yeah, the Yeah, people open the door for this poor Oh, yeah, bird. I did like that. That was a sweet just... detail. Yeah, she's like that someone, some customer in a McDonald's sees like an osprey, like with no eyes, one burnt <laughs> wing, carrying like a one-winged angel <laughs> carrying a slug. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to let this bird the hell out of here. And they do. No questions no. asked. Let that bird be go be free. <laughs> um, so she flies back to the barn, like collapses. Um, is like, hey, after and I'll stick you in a glass of water in sure, a minute, like a goldfish. It's fine. Yeah. And meanwhile, Eric is like, "Welcome back." After that crisis <laughs> point. <laughs> oh. And this is like after, like when she left, she was basically telling Eric, like. If he hits, like, goes past Crisis Point while I'm gone, gonna have to let him die. <laughs> like, it was really intense. Yep. So now she's back, and of course, like, it's exactly at the point where she's gonna have to operate after almost dying alone in a York pool. It's horrible. Um, and then there's a sequence where she performs brain surgery. Yeah. It's yeah, a lot. Or she, she starts to perform brain surgery. I think she gets as far as all her tools are laid out neatly on a table. She's ready. She's, like, standing over Axe, anxiously trying to figure out where to make the incision. And she realizes this is a bonkers thing to do, is you can't just cut into someone's head without knowing where the heck the gland is, what chunks of the brain you might have to work around, or, like, how much of a skull are you going to have to cut? Are you just going to keep taking out operation-style pieces until you find the right one? Yeah. Like, what... what, I'm surprised she got this yeah. far. I think like, it was sheer adrenaline like, and grit carried yeah. her to this point. Yeah, so she's like, Axe, tell me where the gland is. And Axe is, like, completely out of it. And they also... <laughs> I don't think they ever say if they gave him anesthesia, but I, I guess he's so. so out of it that it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, But then Cassie's like, wait, Aftran's here. So she quickly pops Aftran into Axe's brain. Aftran is able to tell them where... The gland yeah, is. Yeah, like somehow through a combo they, of like Yerk prioprioception, she can feel because she's in the brain, like where it is physically. Yeah, which actually, which makes sense because we actually yeah. saw Cassie infest right. a brain and she was looking, like she could sense it. So it it actually kind of is believable. Yeah, moral issues about um, shoving Aftran into Axe's brain aside, this was yeah. a cool connection and I liked it. Yeah. I guess the idea is that Axe was literally yeah. about oh, to yeah. die. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Second. I think Cassie um, made the only choice she could. Yeah. Um, so Aftran is able to pinpoint where the gland is, and then instead of hopping out right away, which I would uh-huh. do, um, she stays in there and, like, slows down Axe's heartbeat a little, and they're able to, like, Cassie's able to operation-style, like, take out Ooh. a little a little circle of Ooh. skull exactly where the gland is, pick Ooh. out the gland, put the put the little skull Ooh. back and just sew it all back like it's and she's so she's ooh. so good i'm making all these noises she's because so i could never do it but cassie this fictional character is just yeah keeps her cool throughout uses all her vet skills she's good makes, she's yeah, a good in a crisis i want cassie there yeah i'm very like 
if if there had to be only one of them standing to do this, it, it would have to be yeah. Cassie. I can't, no one else, like, I mean, even if they have the medical knowledge, I feel like Cassie is just, like, she is able to get it together in She's a crisis get it in a way that they yeah. aren't. Um, so poor Axe starts to feel better immediately after this gland is out, and, if, and, and like, for obvious reasons, starts flipping out because there's a yerk in his head. Um, and so, like, they, they get after and out pretty quickly, but Axe is very upset. (laughs) Um, I mean, fair. (laughs) So, like, Cassie has to be like, it's okay, you're in the barn, that was after and you're safe. Um. Here's what happened, here's why we did this. Also, like, maybe thank me you're alive? Yeah. Uh, also, I need to take a nap. I just did a bunch of crazy stuff. 48 hours. I can't believe she just did brain surgery on no sleep. Oh my god. On an alien. (laughs) And the whole time, I did like that that Eric was, like, her surgery buddy, was, like, handing her tools. And he was, like, also giving her, like, little, like, you have this Cassie, I believe, in in you. And, like, you didn't need me to be here. You're fine on your own. Okay, what do we think he looked like while he was doing this? Because there's a bunch of references to, like, ER or one of those doctor shows. Do we think he put on a hologram of, like, a cute doctor for her? Oh, my God, I hope so. Me too. That would be... Oh my god, I wish that it was, like, I wish that there was, like, a mention of him, like, trying to cheer yeah. her up by looking like Noah yeah, Wiley. Me too. That would have been would've amazing. Been so good. Oh. Dang it. <sighs> Dang it's fine. it. Hire us to ghost I'm getting in We're my... very good. I'm getting in my time machine yep. and writing yes. a letter. <laughs> please. Please give us an Eric <laughs> Get rid of the, just, like, get rid of that eel yeah. sequence, mate. Like, Make that much shorter, and then give us some yeah, goofs. There's, more room. there's always room for goofs. <laughs> I gotta have my goofs. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like, I was getting annoyed with him <laughs> at how often he was talking about how yeah. old he is. <laughs> but then he would be—he was being really sweet to Cassie when she was like about Panicking. to flip out. Yeah. Understandably, <laughs> um, so every so Axe is okay. Aftran is not being interrogated by Visser mm-hmm. 3. Um, but, like, after the surgery is over, Cassie realizes, what am I going to do with Aftran? Right. Um, so she decides, like, I need to have a conversation with her. So they, they get Axe to go to sleep in the barn. Poor baby. To sleep off all yeah. of that. Um, Cassie puts Aftran in her head so they can talk. Um, and Aftran... Like, they have a really nice, like, little conversation. Like, I like that they... Like, they both are like, oh, I would have never imagined this happening when we first met, but, like, we've both been uh-huh. changed by knowing each that was, other. Yeah, it was genuinely touching. It's really and nice. also takes a quick turn from, like, we've both grown, I've learned so much more about my capacity to mm. empathize with your people. A hard turn from that into Aftran, like, doing the gentle letdown of, like, you know you're gonna have to let me die, right? Like, there's nothing you can do for me at this point. Yeah. Which I took pretty hard. I didn't remember how this ended at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like, Cassie goes, like, oh, you could just live in my brain. It would be fine. And then, like, Aftran's like, no, that wouldn't, that wouldn't work either because I need the Candorona rays. Like, you'd have to go do that. Uh That would be too much of a danger. Um, which, like, it's interesting to imagine, like, an alternate version of the series where, like, they somehow had the Candrona ray that Viscer 3's brother invented where <laughs> they could keep after it alive. Oh. Um, but obviously, no, they can't do that. That would, that would be too much. So 
that sequence ends really abruptly where like Cassie's just thinking like she doesn't want to do it and after and is saying like this is the only way to like this is the only mm-hmm. way and I, I like, nearly put the book down I was like oh maybe the next yeah. chunk is just a preview and after and is even going like it's like there are worse ways to yeah. die than after you know saving everyone smash cut to the kids <laughs> on the beach we finally got our Which beach super episode jarring. we got a dance and a beach episode in one book yeah cause it turns out all the other kids are finally over their mm-hmm. flu they're all one-upping each other about how, how, n- how nice they their families are. <laughs> well, Tobias is <laughs> Tobias had a lot of oh, complaints yeah. about his, his time his in the barn. That was really good. I forgot. <laughs> um, and then and then I did like that Axe was able to joke about the fact that he was infested. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, it's also his fault. Everyone got sick. True. So chill out, Axe. <laughs> um, Maybe you should have given them like a primer on like here's some stuff that you're right, like you gotta you me. gotta watch out to make sure I eat the right kind of grass, no snails, <laughs> hoof and mouth is a problem, <laughs> and also sometimes I get alien appendicitis and infect everyone around me. Don't worry about it. It's like like a medical alert bracelet yeah. for like in like andalite emergencies that could mm-hmm. happen. Just like write it down on a piece of paper, put it in a safe place. So that they can find it when you have some kind of, like, bizarre alien ailment that nobody right, can right. fix. Because apparently the Chi never learned anything about Andalites because y'all were keeping everything a secret. Oh Maybe you should have, like, whatever. We know so... they have mass thought speak recording capacity because they do the Heractalests, yeah. too, right? So just make one for, like, your med alert. That's what the Chi should be doing. They should be trying to hack the Andalite computers <laughs> just so they have any information about anything. Like, oh. like just say f- a WikiLeaks for Andalites or whatever. Yes. Or like a game FAQ. So like choose your crowdsourced yeah. website here. But yeah, like also, yeah, that would be so useful. Oh my god, Andalite. Andalite game facts <laughs> is like the greatest it's thing great. ever. <laughs> it's great. It's like, what's their weak point? Oh, we know it's cinnamon buns. It's fine. Or also like... The, I was googling pictures of geckos. Go on. Um, because they're yes. cute. Literally just because they're cute. I think I think this was when I was doing Inktober, oh, so it yeah. was also one because of the I was familiar draw yeah. one. Um But mostly because they're very cute. So I found a like Discovery Kids website with facts about geckos. And it was like the gentlest oh. website. Where it was just, like, here are some facts. All the comments were, like, children or, like, kind adults leaving comments like, My gecko likes to eat Cheetos, so I named him Cheeto. Or, like, my gecko escaped but then came back a week later. I love my gecko. You found the purest corner of the internet. Don't tell me where it is. Like, it has to stay isolated from humans forever. And just the knowledge that it it exists (laughs) is enough. That's enough. Yeah, so I'm imagining a page where it's, like, your antelope friend. (laughs) What environment does uh-huh. he need? Like, what kind of food should I feed him? <laughs> All of it. To make sure he doesn't get uh-huh. worms. Like, what are some common ailments that I would need to take him to the, the vet? My friend. Sure. <laughs> my friend's dad, the vet. <laughs> Where would I need to take this Andalite to sure. them? Um, oh, my goodness. So, everyone's okay. Yes. They go to the beach. And they're like, hey, Afterhand says she's going to have to leave soon. Dun, dun, dun. Because they gave Aftran the power to morph as long as she promised to get trapped in a morph. And she's a whale. Yeah. A humpback yeah. whale. Which is so I good. I love that That's such so a good, much. Yeah, like, I love, like, from everything we've known about Cat, like, 
Especially since it's a connection with Cassie, with a Cassie yeah. book. But also, like, that makes sense. That's, like, it's a, it's a, they, they live in pods. Mm-hmm. They live in the uh-huh. water. They have, like, but they have an appreciation for, like, it's just, like, it's a really good, like, choice. Like, it felt so yeah. right. No, I love <laughs> that to pieces. It is peaceful and slow and deep and vast, and she can just go take a well-earned break. Yeah, and they're even, like, oh, like... Like, won't she miss the fight? And Jake's like, I think she'll be fine. <laughs> um, but then I like that, like, Jake is talking to Cassie and he's like, what are you thinking about? And Cassie's like, sometimes, sometimes we win. Yeah. Oh, that, <laughs> that was, was so, so nice. Good. I was like, oh, after all of the horrible things in this book, at least they have a happy yeah. ending for once. No, everybody, everybody <laughs> survives. Everybody's okay. That's so rare and sweet. And I just want to wrap it up <laughs> with a little bow on it and keep it forever. Oh, yeah, I even, even Mr. Tidwell got a good yeah. ending because when Cassie was flying <laughs> out, she said, like, I saw a flash of Mr. Tidwell because Ilya went back at her, his head because he let him go out of the Ziploc uh-huh. bag <laughs> when Cassie hopped out. He, like, she said she saw Mr. Tidwell, like, waving his fist at her, and she was like, I bet they all thought that he was angry because he's a controller, but I know that he was cheering yeah. me on. <laughs> so everyone's okay. Uh. For once in these kids' <laughs> miserable lives. Except maybe maybe Allison, maybe Brittany, the girl at the start of the book, oh, maybe yeah. had a bad time because They're she did try to hit on a boy and he did scream at her that she wanted his body and run off into the distance. Like that's gonna be hard to recover yeah. from. That's a therapy moment, I think. But she'll get she's over gonna, it. She's gonna she's gonna be thinking about it, but you know what? Maybe she learned yeah. something about sometimes people Sometimes people don't like you back, and that's okay. <laughs> Sometimes people don't like you back, and they don't want you to have their yes. body. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that was. There was a lot of things happening. There was. I had fun with it, though. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah it was I, I'm good. like I'm cautiously hopeful about the yeah. twenty uh, sixteen uh, fourteen ghostwritten books that yeah. we have to get through. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think they're definitely like this one. There were parts where it was a little clunky, but it was mostly pretty seamless. Yeah. Of like, it was like, here's an adventure. I wasn't questioning too much. Like, it was just there were some info dumps that were a little bit less fin- yeah. like carefully. But like, I think that's just you learn how to do that when you when you do it. Like, a I, bunch. I think yeah. I would. Yeah, I think anyone would be bad at that to begin with. The first couple Animorphs books were a little uh-huh. clunky because they had to do that every book. Um, so yeah, this was. There's a lot, of that <laughs> book, but it was good. I had a good time. So, <laughs> so what are we doing next book, Megan? What's our next book? Well, the Alternomorphs are coming up, and we've been trying to figure out what to do, and I think we finally figured out something that'll be fun for us, and also for hopefully, <laughs> hopefully for you. It'll be fun uh, for right. us our anyway. Our first priority was how can we survive reading this book? So I agree. I'm really excited about yeah, what we've settled on. Uh, yeah, it's going to be mm-hmm. fun. We haven't worked out all the details yet, though. Yes, so but I don't. How much. I don't think we're going to stream it. We're going to release it as a regular podcast episode. Um, so we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't think we're going to do audience participation for this one. Maybe for the next book when we have a little more lead mm. time and a little more free time in our lives. But this one is just going to be a regular yeah. podcast episode released two Tuesdays from now. Can um, I, can, yeah, it will be. It will be very silly. Yeah, continue. I, the one thing I do like, if anybody, is it too much spoilers? Okay, I'm going to make a note of the time, and then we can cut this out if we decide it's two spoilers. <laughs> can I ask people if they have really good names for Animorphs OCs? Can we crowdsource those names? Ooh. Also, if if anyone knows of, like, 
and like andalite like name generators yes. for anamorph yes. people like <laughs> anything of that yeah. nature i know D D. Like I found like random generators for D and D stuff still, when I was doing. I mean, October, I do like. But they're a little. I really off. like our children, Bregan Menon and Perry Keach. Yeah. But if we yeah. don't want to do that, if you have a great idea, hit us up. Yeah, yeah. If you have any ideas for creating OCs, <laughs> um, we're gonna cobble some stuff together for yeah. next time, which hopefully will be fun for yeah. everyone. If nothing else, we will have fun. <laughs> you can just skip. <laughs> just skip that week if you want. Um. But yeah, hopefully it'll be fun. So that is next week is Alternomorphs, mm-hmm. a 60 page <laughs> It's going to be great. I think we're going to have a good time. Yeah. That's all I got. This has been Morph Club. Yeah. You can find us on the internet. Um, we're on Twitter at Morph Clubcast, or you can chat with us using the hashtag Morph Clubcast. Um, you can also find us on Facebook if you search for Morph Club Cast to join the Morph Club Clubhouse, which is another very sweet and pure corner of the internet, and I love it. Yeah. Um, and if you would like to rate or review us on iTunes, that helps us out. Um, yeah, if you haven't done that yet and you wouldn't mind taking a minute to do it now, it is real easy, and we really appreciate it. So we will see you next time. I'm Megan. I'm Carrie. Bye. Bye.